The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax, this is Topo. <laughs> Ironically, I'm not relaxed. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fofop. I'm Will Anderson and uh, guest Charlie Clawson. Number one, Dave Anthony is here. How are you, Dave? Uh, I'm well. Hola. We haven't done this for a while. It's been uh, it's been a little while. You've been in my country since then. It's been months. I, w- really. I was in your country. Yeah. Um, so tell me about that. How was that being in my country, Australia? Um, uh, I loved it. I mean, it's really awesome. <laughs> I would like to live there. My wife's in love with uh, Melbourne. Yeah, she had a good time. Yeah, because uh, that's the thing. This was the first time that you had. It was the first time you brought your wife out. Yep. And uh, you brought Finn as well. About out. Finn. How did Finn enjoy being in a different country? I mean, had he, he been in a different country before? Uh, no, he's never been in a different country. He, but he considers New York to be a different country, but it's not. Right, it's not though. Yeah, but he just acted like We're not it, going by what he considers. <laughs> <laughs> um, he doesn't make the borders and the decisions on that. I guess. Right. Uh, he uh, he he was just happy to be with me, and he didn't. He didn't really f- realize it was another country. He had a hard time understanding Australians. He, people mean? would just ask him questions and he'd be like, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Did he understand why he didn't understand? Yeah, like, we told I mean, like you under, like he was, he was like, oh, are these crazy Australians with the way they speak or? It, well, he knew we went to, he knew he flew a long ways and he knew we went to another country, but to him, another country doesn't mean anything. Right. It's just like people in New York talk different. But in Australia, he just, the accent is so severe in his opinion that he doesn't know what's happening. <laughs> it's very judgmental. <laughs> very inherent. They say that, you, like, you know, that uh, people aren't born racist, that you have to teach them. <laughs> yes. And we were teaching him as right. best we could. Uh, and we had, two, we had two babysitters, one of who he knew, uh, who had babysat him here, but she's moved back. And then another one that we, you know, found and then got references for and stuff. And we told her to talk really slow <laughs> so he could understand her. <laughs> Like, did you explain it was the accent or did you? Like, uh, no, he just said. No, he's just very stupid. He's child. really, really dumb. <laughs> just spell it out. He just talked to him like this. He's not bright. Um, uh, so that was uh, fun. He enjoyed, he went and he went up to Healesville. Do you know what Healesville is? It's like the Healesville Sanctuary. Yes. But Healesville's a place. Yes. But I believe it also has a sanctuary. It has a sanctuary it's an, there. Animal, some sort of animal thing yeah i went there and that's where i had my my famous hamburger experience in the town which was that uh i asked what was on the hamburger and the waitress didn't know no and no i didn't know but it was just like that's that like she acted like yeah that's how it is you you don't i work here but i don't know what's on stuff and i would tell us i ordered an iced tea and she said we don't have that and i go it's on your menu and she goes i guess we have that and she walked away like it was like really tremendous yeah it's an improv game. She didn't actually work there. <laughs> and then an egg came on the... Yeah. I was Hill, like, you Hill didn't School know... is our biggest improv community. <laughs> and what they do is they send improvisers out into the... It's like our UCB. Basically, it's an entire It's pretty, it's pretty yeah. tremendous. Yeah. And it works. Yeah, she wasn't great at improv. No. 
She was not good at it. There's there's a lot of there was there were not a lot of yes ands happening. <laughs> oh no, no, we do a different improv in Australia. You just go, it's like no. the toilets, it goes the other way around. You go, you uh, go, we uh, go no, full stop. Nope. Or or uh, I don't know. It's no sort of a weird sentence. <laughs> I thought I mean, in Australia, yeah. I mean, the the idea of what's in the hamburger—that's I think that's a valid question. You should be able to ask somebody at a restaurant what are the ingredients of the thing, right? Like, because there can be things that you are like allergic to, for example. Yes. Today. Like there could be a medical reason. There, yes, there could be a medical right. reason. But uh, also, you're an American in Australia, and you don't know if there's going to be beetroot on there. Right. Or right. yeah, I don't know. It's it could be any weird, some sort of musk flavored item. Right. Well, no, no, but we do put beetroot on hamburgers in Australia. What does that even mean? What beetroot? Is, I don't even know what that is. Beets. They're like sliced beets. What on a call, hamburger? What do you call that? Yeah, on a hamburger. We call them beets. Yeah, right. You call them, you put a root on the yeah, end. Yeah, beetroot. Okay. I mean, it, you don't have to say that because do you say carrot root? No, but beetroot is a fun <laughs> thing to say. Do you say potato root? No, we say beetroot. <laughs> and then we say this. Can't beat a root. We. <laughs> You say uh, radish root? Can't say can't radish a root. That doesn't <laughs> doesn't make sense. It doesn't have a little. People say, "Would you like some beetroot?" And then the other person says in reply, "Can't beat a root." And we wink and, and you we laugh. Have a little moment. How how many how many centuries will that go on for? Well, I mean, so far two. <laughs> but I imagine infinity. It feels like it's something that should never stop. Right. Well, even when we have one like international language when everybody you'll still be able to know who the Australians are because yeah, they you, will be ordering a hamburger and it has beetroot on yeah, it. And then or winking. sliced beet or whatever people call yeah. it in this you know utopia uh-huh. and somebody will just wink at the other person and be like yeah. hey do you want to eat beetroot and they'll be like can't beat a root. Uh, and, and then that well that'll happen between two Australians because if one person says it to a person from another country the uh, other person will just stare at them like, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I think that's about. how they say it. It's like a secret sort of like society. It's a language. code. It's a code. It's how you find out who's Australian and who isn't. Right. Or who's just been there and tried to figure out the strange vegetable customs. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, so we went up there and we had the hamburger experience and then we went to the sanctuary and he got to pet a kangaroo. Right. So now... That was, farted the whole time. Okay. So firstly, does it fart audibly? Is there like, do you know... Oh my God. Yeah, kangaroos fart really loud when they like go. Like loud farts? Uh, I was just amazed. Like it could. Do they combine it so that if you pull their tiny fingers, <laughs> they can fart at the same time? Because that would be. I would. Well, drive that. To, I would drive yeah. straight to Heelsville for that. No, that that kangaroo would make millions of dollars on right. a tour. <laughs> <laughs> that, that kangaroo would be prime minister. I'm, I'm not only on the coat of arms. I'm running the country. A step up. Uh, no, but when he would he would feed him, they they gave him like a special item to feed the kangaroo oh, yeah. what sort of item it, it looked like uh it almost looked like um almost like a parsley looking thing it was it okay. was so clearly they weren't eating that anywhere else and that's what they give the people to bring the can because as soon as you don't have it the kangaroo is like all right i'm off right so he would every but every time the kangaroo would eat it he would just sit there and fart it was a she she would just sit there and fart like loud which couldn't have been better for a five-year-old he's like this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me right I not only feed, am i petting a kangaroo and then i feed it and then it farts for I me i feed a made-up animal <laughs> some food and it farts yeah. this is like the greatest thing you've yeah. ever taken to me father ever ever he was like this is amazing and right. it just I'm kept farting here. yeah i'm gonna live in her pouch he's like i want the farting kangaroo right. forever 
Yeah, I didn't. Not, I did not realize that, that. Is it from the food that they're being fed? Like, are they being fed food that isn't actual natural for them? No, it was just that one that was very farty. The other ones weren't. It was that one just had gas. Right, because there's a famous Australian TV show called Skippy. Do you know the show Skippy? Do they have that you, over here? You bet I don't. Okay, so you know the show. <laughs> Every time you say there's a famous Australian show, you don't have to do the last part. <laughs> no, that's not true. Some things cut through to other countries. Well, some things we take and make worse, right. like the no, slap. No, but this is a kid's thing. Like, you know, the Wiggles are really big in America, right? People what is? Know. The Wiggles. I've heard of it. Right. The Wiggles. They're like a children's entertainment troupe. They like they have songs like, you know, Big Red Car, Hot Potato, whatever. They, they, they do thousand-seat concerts here in the US. All right. Yeah. To children. <laughs> right? So those sort of things cut through okay. is what I'm saying. Fair. Uh, so, well, you remember Flipper, right? Yep. Yeah, the, the, do- the dolphin. Was that Australian? No, but <laughs> Flipper was a dolphin, I believe. That was like, yeah, part part of the time solving crimes, right? Yeah, I think or he did. I think, with like emergencies. I think that, he did. Yeah, I think he did some police work. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but wasn't that kind of the thing? Yeah, like, yeah. The thing that happened, and then yeah, Flipper would Flipper would solve it. Yeah, solve he'd it. help it out. He was he was smart. Right. Well, imagine if Flipper was a kangaroo. <laughs> Okay. Skippy the bush kangaroo. Yeah. Yeah. And so But like, the difference is is that is the dolphins are really smart and kangaroos are idiots. No, no, no. They're Skippy, Skippy. <laughs> Skippy the bush kangaroo. <laughs> I feel like Skippy, Skippy. I, I, but here's how I feel here in the song. I feel like it doesn't change my opinion that they're they're not smart. Skippy, <laughs> Skippy. Um, okay. Okay, hang on. Can, can you pass Shouldn't me? have been hopping. Can you pass me on my computer. Uh, well, here's the thing. Skip used to help with things, and Skip would always communicate. Like, I, lo- I and love then that. Sunny, I, I think I, it was the kid, and he'd be like, "What's that, Skip?" And he'd be like, "Yeah." But uh, there was never any farting. Is my point. I love. There was never uh, a moment where Skip let one rip. I love. Well, there should have been because that that would have been the greatest episode of all time. What's that, Skip? Skip lets one rip. <laughs> so Skip, you had a dodgy curry on the way here. Um, I love that you guys have a. Uh, uh, kangaroo named skippy and even that one you give a nickname to and call it skip well yeah i mean <laughs> well i don't know if he's uh, like let's find was skippy i guess his name was full name was skippy okay skippy the kangaroo should have been hoppy okay. jump jumpy oh uh, first let's do skippy the can- bush kangaroo theme song here we go oh i didn't know this was gonna happen Oh my god. Look at him go. Oh, there's the sheriff. Ed Devereaux is the, sh- the ranger, I think it was. Tony Bonner, he was a young Australian half yeah. at the time. Ken James. Ken James, still around. Oh, that guy's holding a can- uh, koala. Yeah. yeah. I think that was Sonny. And featuring Skippy, Skippy the, the Bush, Bush kangaroo. kangaroo. Oh. Oh, man. Yep. And how many Skippies do you think there were? Oh, okay. Well, let's find out. Because I'm gonna. Uh, how long did the show run? Uh, okay. Well, we'll find all this out. Let's first. I, want, I, I think if the show ran, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess the show ran for about ten years. It ran for a while, definitely. And then I'm gonna guess there were about twenty-four kangaroos. 
Okay. Wow, that was weird. Uh, Skippy the bush kangaroo, known commonly as Skippy. <laughs> so he was known by his name. <laughs> but that's like saying Dave, Dave the human comedian it was also known by dave right <laughs> but you didn't have to say the bush kangaroo it's like when you meet 50 cent you don't have to say mr cent right you don't have to pronounce the bush kangaroo it's not like the earl of sandwich you have right. where you have to say gunther the earl of sandwich <laughs> correct right all right skippy the bush kangaroo commonly known as skippy is an australian television series created by actor john mccallum produced from 1967 to 1969 so. so he walked in, he said, I have an idea. I was in America, I saw this show about a dolphin that solves crimes, and I think we should do that with a kangaroo. About the adventures of a young boy and his intelligent pet kangaroo, and the various visitors to the fictional Waratah National Park in Duffy's Forest near Sydney. Mm. 91 30-minute episodes were made. The show was filmed in colour, and after airing in its home country, it was shown in the United States and Canada, I don't where believe it aired that. in syndication between 1969 and 1972. Okay, so I was too young. Okay. Uh, let's see what else we can find out. Plot and setting. The show's star was Skippy, a wild female eastern grey kangaroo. I don't think she was wild. Befriended by Sonny Hammond, younger son of head ranger of Waratah National Park. So what, what were... Led to believe is that a young boy met a kangaroo out in the park and they were like, you want you go and hang out and stuff? Yeah. And, and well, kangaroo's like, yeah, all right. Yeah. That's what you meant to believe. <laughs> the stories revolved around events in the park, including its animals and the dangers arising from natural hazards and the actions of visitors. Oh, when's the fire episode? Right. By the way, this is just a great message about Australia's border control policy. <laughs> visitors are evil. Right, Skip? <laughs> uh, the boy's mother is said in episode 48, The Mind, to have died shortly after Sonny was born. Oh, oh. classic, okay. classic Disney right there. Killed by a kangaroo. Or, that's, no. a cla- <laughs> that's a classic Spielberg or Disney. Wouldn't it be great, though, if it, she had been killed by a kangaroo? Like, oh. that's the dark secret. What if the reveal is that it was Skippy? The- oh, after episode 90, 90 was the reveal that Skippy killed his mom or in episode Skippy's 91. Maybe Skippy's mom killed his mum oh, and that's God. why Skippy's been trying to befriend him is like trying to like yeah you know kind of make up for but then in episode 91 he kills he strangles Skippy <laughs> with his bare hands and he eats him and that's a and final it's, a, it's like a four it's like a barbecue it's like a, Skippy. It's like what's a, that Skip delicious and it's like a four minute strangulation it just goes on and on <laughs> uh, alright let's uh, find out by the way kangaroo meat is Really tasty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, very good for you, apparently. Very oh, good. really? Yes. Uh, it's lean. Yeah. Uh, kangaroo. Uh, the series was shot in northern Sydney in the Kringai Chase National Park and the adjacent Waratah Park. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I love this. This is unnecessary information for a Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. Permission to film and build structures in the park was given by the then New South Wales Premier Tom Lewis AO. Uh, no one cares. Hey, Tom Lewis. Uh, if we check the Wikipedia records, <laughs> who do you think we're going to find put that in there? Before the Skippy <laughs> series began filming in 1967. Okay. Uh, the clicking sounds made by Skippy mm-hmm. are vocal sound effects. Come on. Rather than the natural vocalizations of the kangaroo. Oh, oh, okay. Because I thought the kangaroo was actually talking to him. <laughs> uh, so they did, like they did with Mr. Ed. They put chocolate, chewing gum, or grass... Uh, in the in Skippy's mouth, uh-huh. the mouth. 
Between nine and 15 kangaroos were used for each show. For each show? Must for been, each show? Must have been going through them. Wow. Look, the good news is uh, that if we put chocolate in their mouth, uh, <laughs> they will talk as if they're talking to a human child. The bad news is that chocolate kills them in 35 <laughs> seconds. Do we have 17 kangaroos? <laughs> Nine per episode. Wow. Like, that's a lot per episode. That is a per lot. Half an hour episode. I would have thought about a lot less, but. Maybe they were a star and catering. That's a lot of kangaroos. Yeah. So then at, at, at lunch, they would just cut a head off and cook it up. Uh, the, appa- the apparent manual dexterity was often achieved by using separate arms in the hands of human operators. So when you saw Skippy's yeah. arms, that wouldn't be. The close-up of the arms. No. It's not an actual Skippy. Right. That's sad. Yeah, so there you go. I don't like seeing behind that curtain. Uh, yeah, so that's Skippy. Skippy, a very iconic Australian show about a bush kangaroo. For for uh, the older generation, the younger generation has no idea. People, mate, Skippy is an Australian icon. Still, you think little kids oh, yeah, know yeah, about yeah. Skippy? People would know about Skippy. Really? Because I don't think any kids would know about uh, Flipper. Kids today, I bet if I called up my niece and nephew, they would have no idea who Flipper about was. About Flipper? No idea. Are you fucking serious? Because time moves on and they don't, they don't watch those old shows. They don't know anything about it. Come on. People talk about Flipper. Their parents tell them about Flipper. That doesn't happen. I don't think that happens. <laughs> Parents sit their kids down and they bore them endlessly with tales of things that were popular right. when they were young. That's what parents do. Connor, come here. Sit down. Uh, you're seven now, so I have to tell you some stories about a dolphin that used to solve crimes. And then we're going to move on to when you're old enough, a talking horse. A talking horse. <laughs> he used to stamp his foot to uh, let people know stuff. Right. Uh, no, I think that people... I mean, Flipper is like a popular... I don't think I don't think any kid under fifteen would have any idea who Flipper who was. Flipper is. I I bet you anything. Then I despair for the world. <laughs> I feel like it's not a big deal. I don't think that things like Flipper should be forgotten. Flipper, Skippy, the things that made us, Dave, and the things that formed <sighs> us. The, I mean, I feel like these are part of our cultural heritage. They're a part of our I, human shared yeah. mindset. They're f- uh, oral yeah. history. I feel like I was a little less formed by Flipper than maybe other things. I mean, I don't feel like you were raised right. And not just <laughs> Well, from, we know that I've for been, sure. Yeah, I've seen the show. <laughs> and I blame that for your lack of love for Flipper. <laughs> <laughs> Should I read the email from my dad? Oh, I mean, do you want to? Yeah, why not? Sure. That, I mean, okay. So you probably need to put some context to this. So, Hothead, my uh, show, is all about, and thanks to those of you who came, uh, is all about me growing up with my dad, who uh, very much liked to consume alcohol. Oh, by the way, I told Gareth this when we recorded, so uh, some of the listeners will have heard this story already, but I think you will enjoy this. Uh, So, the night that, um, because we haven't really spoken in depth since that night, but the night where I came out and watched you do Hothead in Sydney, and then we did the live dollop afterwards... Um, I told you backstage that day that I had fainted during the day. Yeah. And basically when I fainted, I um, I think I've torn my groin or something. So it's been bad for now for three weeks or whatever. Really? But on, at that time, I didn't know that. So I was just in general pain. But all night when we were doing the dollop, I could not get comfortable on the oh. seat. Like, so I was just doing this thing where I didn't want to look like I was like... But anyway, I was trying to do this. But that's not the bit I even wanted to talk to you about. 
so Amy and I have come out to see the show. We're looking forward to it's my first night off, you know, yeah, for yep. two and a half months and I'm yeah, we're looking forward to seeing it and we're gonna watch you and then yeah, I'll do the other show and it's great. And then you get caught in those terrible Sydney storms. Yeah. And the venue and like I perform there all the time, so guys yeah. I know, but and they're like, Hey, do you wanna you know, can you just fill in some time until, you know, everyone's already here and, yeah. you know, why don't you do something? And I was like, you know, yeah, okay, cool. That's, you know, why yeah. not? I kind of figured, you know, be, it being a night where you were doing the dollop in your show, there's probably a bunch of people who know yes. you through this. Sure. It's not, you know, that weird. No, right? no one would It'll think that fun. was weird. Yeah. So, and this is what I told Gareth, but this is my favorite moment. So I've done the announcement, basically, you know, you know, please welcome your surprise, blah, blah, blah. And I've walked down on stage. And, you know, most people are really, really happy and excited. Yeah. But there is this one guy in the front row and people at home won't be able to see this, but I'm just going to do what his face does when I walk out. <sighs> <laughs> like, never has anyone... Like half the city's power is out. There's some of the most you know, severe life-threatening storms of yeah. all time are happening. And the worst thing that has happened in this guy's day is that I've walked out. The he, worst he made, thing. He made the, oh, fuck me sound. Oh, it was like, and he was in the front row. And like he, he did it looking me in the eye too. I'm not on purpose. Like, and he was embarrassed when I pointed at him. <laughs> But, oh my god, what a way to start! It's just, it's just amazing because I would think that the, the fans that I have would like you just because of the way you would think that they I would felt all. Like most people did. Yeah, it was just there's that one guy. guy. Oh, was he one of the guys wearing like the mutant ninja turtle shirt no. or the no? Uh, but it was essentially like the equivalent of you doing your show, you know, about your dad and your anger. But every night, just before you went on stage, you had to run through a banner like they do in the <laughs> AFL of him looking disappointed with you. <laughs> like that's, that was basically the start I had. That's amazing. Oh, oh here we go. Oh, really? Night ruined. I'd rather just sit here in silence, please, <laughs> and wait until they arrive. Can we have 20 minutes of nothing? <laughs> Uh, okay, so the show uh, was about your right. anger. My anger and my father and, and how his behavior sort of made me angry and then how, you know, I dealt with it and changed. And in, in, the, in the show, I read a couple of emails from my father about different things that he's done. And they're very always very brief and a little blunt. Right, blunt. So... Uh, when I got back, I got an email from him. So da, 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 five days after I get back, I get an email from him. And the headline is success. That's the subject line. Which, by the way, is already weird. Uh-huh. Like success. It's like if someone sent me an email and mm -hmm. the headline was success, mm -hmm. I assume that their account has been hacked and that is spam <laughs> of some kind. Yeah, And they're sure. about to tell me I've won some sort of Nigerian lottery. <laughs> yeah, totally. Or Without a doubt. to success are these pills <laughs> that you can buy off the, or whatever, you know. Yeah, I can get boners now. Yeah. Success. So it says, uh, hi, Dave. Looks like you have made it. Congratulations. Okay, let's just stop right there. Yeah. He didn't send me this email after I was writing and cast on a television show. No. Nope. <laughs> I didn't get that then. No. No. I mean, he might have started composing it then. Or for the past, I would say, 20 years in which I've con consistently worked in show business. Right. 
which which many people would consider success. Many, but yes. not exclusively, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Dave. Looks like you've made it. Congratulations. Perseverance prevails. Right. So he's... Yeah. Okay. Now, let's go through the whole thing, and then we can okay. go back line by line, because I don't want to... Perseverance prevails. Glad I could provide some material. Keep up the good work, Dad. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> now let's go back and go through uh, it line by line. Yep. Hi, Dave. Hi, Dave. I'm happy with that. That seems mm-hmm. fine. That's fine, yeah. Now, what's the, the next line? Looks like you have made it. Right. So, <laughs> let's just get straight to it. Let's not... No, yeah. hope you're, no, hope you're well. No. How, how's the family? Nope. None of that, you know, you, I'm fine. No, I'm you know, good. Nope. It, uh, it's been a while. Yep. Nope. Didn't nothing. get that. Nope. Nothing. No, straight to it. Looks like you have made it. Yeah. Hey, you've finally done something. Right. Looks like you have made it. But I love also made it. Yeah. Like, as in, like, because it's not like you had just, like, it's not like you just won an Oscar. No. It's not even like you just went. I didn't. Like, I didn't, didn't win an award. I didn't win an award. I just went and did. I did decent. Like yeah. it was okay. You went and did a good job. Yeah, it was well received. Yeah, but obviously, so to me that means that it doesn't feel like this one thing is is you making it. Right. I feel like he's had a certain standard, uh-huh. like a bucket that you. Of, <laughs> yeah, he's actually probably made it home, right? At home, he has a bucket, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, on the side of the bucket, he's written success <laughs> at a certain point. And every time he believes that you have done something in yeah. your life that is worthy of recognition, he tosses he puts it in the one chip alcohol bottle lid, <laughs> the, the lid to a cap of Seagram Seven right, in there in yeah. the bucket. Yeah, and then he's been filling it, and finally, like you've, I've made it past that line. Past that line. Oh, look, he made it past the success right. line. Well, I mean, you got a bottle cap for getting married and another one for having a kid. Like so, I did. Yeah. Right. Well, that's pretty good that you've made it. Okay, so that's so I, I love it, it. And what was it? Tell me the made well, it that, again. Uh, go with that made it. Tell me that first line again. Uh, hi, Dave. Looks like you have made it. Yeah. Okay. He he really he really wanted to write finally, didn't he? Yeah. Like, well, that that, 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 that does that mean might as well say finally. It finally, yeah. Yeah. It does. It's, hey, Dave. Finally, you, it looks like you've finally made it. It looks. It's. It should. What he wants to say is, you have done nothing until now. Right. Congratulations. That's nice. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Perseverance prevails. Right. So, I mean, that may as well just say, go fuck yourself. Well, <laughs> no. No, I think what he's trying to do, I mean, uh-huh. clearly what he's trying to do is like rewrite his part in your story. Yes. And so he's passing off. Like, he's basically saying to you, it, this is as close as he can go to ever saying, I, I, I love you and I can't express it because I hate myself and there's something inside me that I have to cover up. And so I don't know how to communicate with you yeah. as a human being. Uh-huh. And I understand that so much has fucking passed under the bridge that it's probably never repairable in our yeah. lifetimes. But what if I pass it off like I was teaching you a really important life lesson? <laughs> What if I imply that none of the happiness that you now have managed to get yourself yeah. to would have been possible without me? Like in the same way as you could argue that Bruce Wayne could never be Batman if his parents don't get killed. I yes. Mean, and then if you put it down to that, if you say to Batman, like we, we can go back to that point in your life, but you never get to be Batman. So we yeah. never get Batman, but you get your parents. Yeah. And you have to weigh that up, right? Uh, yeah. And so he's giving you that. He's like, oh, I'm your origin story. I like, am. Without yeah. me, 
you've got nothing interesting to talk about. And so, and then he brings it home. And then Perseverance Prevails yeah. is also saying, uh, it's basically saying, well, you should have given up so many times, but you kept on chugging. Right. Even though you probably shouldn't have. Glad also, I-, I think it's a backhander as well in another way, which is a bit more like, uh, there was times when you did give up and I oh, was yeah. like, you uh, shouldn't have. And like, oh, see, yeah, God. actually stick at it. <laughs> Glad I could provide some material. Yeah, so that's him. Like, both- no, I taking all... He's basically saying at that point, you now you're, all of your success is because of me. Right. But also, that's him having to say to you, I know that you've said terrible, like you're saying, I acknowledge that you are saying terrible things about me, but this is as close to me being able to put this in a way that. (laughs) Because he read, this is all coming from him reading the review. Right. Because there's nothing else he saw, but the review breaks down pretty well. Yeah. And the Herald Sun breaks down pretty well what the show is. So he read that and he was like, oh, keep up the good work, dad. Well, I mean, that's nice. Now keep up the good work. Dad's nice. Now, if I can find it, uh, here we go. At the exact same, I would say one minute later, my wife gets this. Okay. Hi, Heather. How's everything? Good trip to Australia? Question mark. Sounded like it was. What can you suggest for Finn's birthday present? Thanks. Love, Mike. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) And... This enraged my wife. My wife has always been like, look, he's a wounded guy. He's got a lot of issues. There's a nice guy in there somewhere. This infuriated her so much because we literally forwarded the emails to each other at the exact same time. Right. (laughs) Which he knew was going to happen, right? Right. That's why he did it both at the same time. I, I think he just thought that sending this nice message would, would upset me but the opposite happened where I was just like, yeah, that's his MO. She was enraged. So he totally fucked up because she's like the last one in the family that's like, oh, yeah, I'll give him a pass. Well, I mean, <laughs> I think that some men just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> well, look, I, I mean, said the s- point you get to where you, I mean, with all of us and we all, you know, where you go all in on something and mm-hmm. it's too late. You might as well own your choices and own who you are, right. or at least in your mind. And we see this in all sorts of people. You create your own world and worldview of you know who you are and what part you play in other people's lives. And you know, we it's very hard for us to see ourselves through other people's eyes. I think. Oh yeah, for sure. And it's why when people get away from people who will, like I mean, you see it with celebrities or whatever. When you suddenly, yeah, you know, when nobody's telling, or yeah, you know, when directors suddenly don't have editors. Uh, and you're like, yeah. oh, your movies are worse. Yeah. It was good when someone told you no. Yeah, right. It's someone else. It's actually better when you're like, oh, he can do everything he wants. <laughs> no, no. no. Yeah, well, and I say this in the show, and it's that, because he, he's clearly angry, right? Well, I mean, of and course. And the thing about anger is, is that you're, you're really trying to hurt yourself when you're mad at, yeah. you, you want other people to punch you when you punch someone or yell at them that you want to get hurt. So that's what he's doing here. Well, of course. But also I think that, I mean, honestly, I think that probably as he gets older without knowing him at all, like, but just from that, yeah. if you want to read too much into that, which clearly we are, you know, yeah. anyway. Well, he's a lawyer, so he knew what he was doing. Like he, he's very concise with his words. Right. But the, the other thing is that sometimes people's delusion, like, you know, what somebody can 
uh, confused for being straight to the point, another person confused for being, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah. you know him, obviously. Yeah. So it's not, but I'm just saying that sometimes those things, it's like, you know, when sometimes you write a joke on Twitter or whatever, where people just oh, yeah. don't get like, it. Don't get it. It's like, how do you not get that? There's a, actually a brilliant uh, new Twitter site, which is one of those, you know, when somebody comes up with a good idea for yeah. like a Twitter handle and there is one where like, it's called, yeah, that's the joke or something. Uh, uh-huh. and it's basically people post their things where they've done a joke. And then in the comments, somebody <laughs> like kind of points out the joke. That uh, that's like really funny. The joke that they're making. Yeah. And it happens all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I can... There was this great one about the tunnel between uh, the Channel Tunnel, you know, between England and uh, uh, France. Uh-huh. Yeah, so they have this, and it's called the Channel. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, because it's a, the combination of tunnel and channel. Yeah. So um, somebody had written like a comment, like, "Oh, I love this tunnel between, like, you know, uh, yeah, England, France. Um, it would be good if they had a really catchy name for it, like the the what was it, the Tunnel Channel." So the the tunnel or whatever, yeah, like the whatever, tunnel. It was the opposite, the opposite one, yeah. And then and then all these people just went and go, "You mean like the channel?" Oh my god! Yeah, that's pretty much exactly what she meant. That's clearly <laughs> the fucking joke. I did one the other day where I said, and it got like it got thousands of retweets, but I said. It's great that in the year two thousand and fifteen, our Supreme Court is deciding whether or not uh, gay people. Gay uh, homosexuals are people, or something like that, right? Because they're because they're the Supreme Court is right now deciding whether or not gay people can get married. Clearly, I'm using a little hyperbole to make a point. Uh-huh. It's very obvious what I'm doing. Uh-huh. I can't tell you how many people were like, "That's not what they're doing." Like I got, and I was just like, "What? How? What happens? Like, do you just have no sense of humor, or did you you literally thought that that's?" Yeah, I just I can't I can't even understand some people. Um, when I, Amy and I used to watch Conan a lot in the old days, before it was before the Tonight Show, whenever it was like the when whatever. Yeah, it was, yeah, that, yeah, that show, the late show. Yeah. yeah, and I loved that show. Yeah, I it was so it good, was so funny. And they used to yeah. do this segment called "In the Year 2000. Yeah, you love it. Yeah, and they would just turn off the lights and they would have uh-huh. the torches and be like, "In the Year 2000. Yeah, and. One of those, you know, when you, a joke just sticks with you forever uh-huh. and when you think of it, like I cannot hear someone say Supreme Court, which is what you just said, without hearing, like, and this is the joke. This is the silliest joke, but it was mm. like, in the year 2000, it will be discovered that the Supreme Court is just the regular court with extra sour cream and guacamole. That <laughs> 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 was like. Well, that's, that's such joke. a simple, funny it's joke. It's such a funny joke. It's and so every time simple. I hear someone say Supreme Court, yeah. I laugh at that, <laughs> that, that joke. That's a great joke. They did this um, really interesting thing in, uh, I'm not sure what magazine it was in, but um, uh, they contacted a whole bunch of Letterman writers, because obviously Letterman's finishing uh-huh. up, and they had contacted a whole bunch of writers about their favorite bit or joke or whatever uh-huh. that they never got up. Oh, and yeah. And then they got Letterman to come in and comment on why it didn't get up or if you uh, yeah. remembered the things Oh, that's a great idea. So some of them you remembered, some of them he actually mm-hmm. was like, I never heard that. That's a pretty good idea or whatever. But yeah. it was a really interesting, it's an interesting piece if people can yeah. find it. Yeah. What do you, what's it in? Do you know? I don't know. I'll try to find the link and put it on the page when I put this episode up. Really? Well, I mean, I, I'll try to. <laughs> <laughs> I always think I'm going to do stuff and then I... <laughs> 
Oh, it's man, hard. I remember. I went I, listen back to this, and then I'll be like, and people uh, will be like, you said you were going to put it there. No, I know. It happens so all I the time. I by now that I, can't. I say things, and then I don't do them. Uh, I get so many. It's so funny. The deeper you get into a podcast, the more there are people who are way far behind and just comment on stuff, and you're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't understand. <laughs> I have absolutely no context. Oh, well, because I took like a break for a couple of months, like I literally oh, I wasn't right. really doing new podcasts. I was putting up some old ones occasionally, but like I wasn't really recording any new you ones. You should have put up the, the, the dark one. <laughs> I, you know what? I actually listened back to that because I was like, one day I was thinking about putting yeah. it up and I listened back to it and it's like, there's just a point where we both are like, we should not be talking about this. <laughs> it, was like a, it was like our, um, our suicide note. It was, <laughs> well, we were talking about this uh, before the podcast about the idea of when you do a festival, there's just like a night. I, the first Thursday night in Melbourne, my show like was like that podcast yeah just for reasons i still can't explain to you it just nothing was horrible yeah and the man the, the time also your timing gets all screwed up because then your show's going to come up really short i was like i was like watching that well for me me my show comes up nearly on fucking time for once <laughs> i started going really over as the i didn't realize that was going to happen but as the show went on i said my time started going really i was like oh i just did an hour 20 uh, i was i was knocking out some 90 minute shows yeah but i have nothing after me so i can do that right but I was like, yeah, I was like, I wasn't looking at the time. I got off stage and I'm like, whoa, that was a, yeah. that was a long one. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, by the end. I mean, everything expands as you go on. Yeah. But yeah, that, um, that oh, it's not great. No. It, you know what? I, I actually think that I may have binned it because I, I think so much what, about- Binned it? Yeah, put it in the, bin, oh, in the trash. Okay. I might have trashed it because I've started to think about this, Dave. Hmm. I was watching, uh, you know, I've been watching the promos for Montage of Heck, you know, the Kirk. I have not Kirk seen Cobain it, but I know about it, yeah. And um, they're putting out an album of Kurt Cobain's like unreleased stuff. Oh, really? Solo stuff and him meddling around on the guitar. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. I, don't, as, like, as I, a, I know as I'm a, not Kurt Cobain, but I don't want when I die, people suddenly being like. Go through your old shit. Going through the old shit and finding that episode, like, and then releasing it. And yeah. then all my original like, fans who like the point, oh, that was shit. Yeah, I that was crap. What yeah. the fuck was that? Yeah, I'm not, I've never been a big fan of that. I think that if he wanted to release it, he would have released it. I want to leave it at that. I mean, I, I think there's some stuff there that I don't mind if it's available. And I kind of like that archival stuff. Like, I like the idea of there being some stuff on the internet or on like a website or yeah. whatever where, you know, you I know there's some Bob Dylan one that has like all his bootlegs and all his blah, blah, blahs. And you can sort of just go to this library or whatever if you're an obsessive. Yeah. But I don't know if those things should be released as like, a, uh, let's put it out as a popular album as if this yeah. artist wanted to. I agree with that. Because they can be incomplete thoughts. Right. And who knows what like, you know, there's some shit that you do on the way to something good that. Right. It could have become something else that he actually did release that. Uh, yeah. I just. Mm. I don't like that idea. Don't but, do it. But well, they're going to do it. They've already done it. They've already done it. Too late. <sighs> well, someone wants to make money. Late, I wonder who gets the money for that. I wonder if it's his parents or well, or Francis, Francis Bean, Bean and, I imagine. And Courtney Love. Courtney Love probably gets some. She was involved in the project. And she so. probably needs money because uh, I could see her blowing through a lot of cash. Yeah, I can't. Do you know, it would surprise me if I found out she was an astute financial <laughs> 
Well, she, most of her other decisions are pretty great. Right. But wouldn't it, wouldn't it be weird if that one she was like, but she was that really was particular. the one? Like, she's like, she goes, she get fu- she, oh my gosh, she's on the stock market. I she's, will tell you something about Corny Love. Uh, she will get fucked up with you in a spa, but she will always ask for a receipt in the minibar <laughs> so that she can claim it on her taxes at the end of the year. She is pedantic about that sort of thing. She's, uh, yeah, I'm not a fan. Of Courtney Love? No. I loved that. Uh, well, okay. I should not say this because I should at least give her the benefit of the doubt that, um, you know, she wrote that no. one great whole she album. She didn't write any of those songs. To... They sound exactly like Nirvana songs. Hey, just because yeah. her music had not sounded like that before and for <laughs> that one time when she was married to Kurt Cobain when he was alive and she put out an album, they sounded exactly like Nirvana songs <laughs> but sung by her. And then... After he died, yeah. she could never write music like that right. again. Just that, because of that, that does not mean, no. Dave, that, I mean... No, there's there's no... It's just a coincidence. Just because... Maybe she wrote... Album, she got Billy Corgan in, and then all the songs sounded like Billy Corgan songs. <laughs> maybe she... How about this? Maybe she wrote all the Nirvana songs. Right, maybe, what about that? right? What yeah. do you think about that? I mean, that? that's right. Yeah. I don't have a heteronormative look at the world. I can't. Yeah, she she's really not one of my favorites. I also was friends with uh, I don't even remember the guy's name, but back then, I was friends with a roadie who uh, who uh, worked for Nirvana, oh. and I heard just horrific stories about how they treated Francis Bean. Like he would go into the into the van, uh, the not the van, the bus, the tour bus, and the baby would just be sitting there with bottle caps in its mouth, right, and no one else is there. Because they were heroin addicts. Yeah, they just t- yeah they just forgot the baby and left. Right. Yeah, that's what heroin addicts do. Usually, a roadie's job isn't to take bottle caps out of a baby's mouth. They should have got an extra roadie. <laughs> they should have got like a nanny slash roadie. <laughs> bottle caps. I mean, they were doing well, right? <laughs> get an extra person to get bottle caps out of your baby's mouth. I mean, by the time she was born, they were doing well. You get a prefer an intern or whatever. Yeah, people you would have loved to go on the road with Nirvana. Oh yeah, just take the bottle caps out. Get the bottle. I mean, yeah. all you gotta do is get keep the old the- drummer back. <laughs> all you gotta keep is the bottle caps out of her mouth and the needles. That's a gig. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, someone I, just I, recently asked her if she liked her father's music, and she said no. And I was like, oh, but that's so weird. You would think a girl who was a baby when her father killed herself would love his music. Oh, but also she said he's not a hero. Of course he's not, because like, no, her, no, dad, her dad right. killed himself, and she was... Because he was, like, fucked up on drugs. But no kid, no, kid, no kid whose parent kills themselves when they're a child is going to be like, no, he was awesome. Yeah, my favorite thing about my da- like, dad was that he killed himself yeah. before I got to know him. <laughs> and so now I have to understand him the same way as the rest of the world seems to understand, yeah. even though he's my father. Yeah. And to you, he's just a guy in a band you liked. Yeah. Yeah, it's really... Yeah, I can't believe that she's not wrapped about it's that. It's really weird, right? About her dead dad. Her dead and dad. And having to be reminded of her dead dad at all times. All down the just street. constantly, And like, constantly. every time she hears the radio, the song comes on that reminds her of oh. her dead dad. And then they keep put, like, everyone's got a t-shirt with her dead dad on it. And <laughs> oh every God. teenager has a poster of her dead dad on their wall. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like... I never really had it put in perspective how horrible that is. <laughs> it's one thing like just... it's like Jesus's kid going to church for the first time. It's like you know what? I'd enjoy this a lot more if there wasn't like heaps of pictures of my dead dad everywhere. Wait, why is there a big statue of my dead dad up above that guy? A statue of him like walking on water or like the loaves and the fishes. Like what uh, are the good bits? Why, I gotta, why is this? I'm here. I gotta That's say, my dad. I gotta say, this is a bummer. He did so many cool things. He did a lot of cool things. What about the uh, water and the wine thing? We want some action figures. But the, the healing the leper one. 
Why the whole set? Why the suicide? Why does it always have to be this Not one? a suicide. Well, he was murdered. Suicide. Yeah, most, Jesus. <laughs> you guys remember when Jesus committed suicide? suicide? I didn't read the whole book. That was... Uh, <laughs> I just got to part. I, I did like a cliff notes thing. I didn't even get the to the end of that. Elaborate suicide. <laughs> it was like his long con. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, you don't want to be reminded of that all the time. No, I, I can't. I can't imagine. I mean, I always think about people who go out with someone who's famous or they are famous. And then they break up with that person, and then you got to see him on TV all the time. And the new, but 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 what she went through and is still going through and is going to go through for the rest of her life is much more horrible. Uh, Celia Pacola said it in uh, Pacola said it in her show because she basically did a, an entire show that she filmed for like a DVD, which was about this you know relationship was she was in and how great it was, and you know she mentioned his name like in the thing, and then after that. They split up, so she has a DVD that she can never watch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oof. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I do think that that is, like, I mean, I think that that must be hard on people, like, that idea that you do have to do that. Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, I guess, like, when you... I mean, who would be a good example of that? Because it is, like, people are still people, even if, like, they're yeah. celebrities or whatever. It must be hard if, like, I mean, if, you, if you're Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin, are you reminded of each How does that work? I don't I think, mean, can, I don't think it's the Chris same Martin thing. Can Chris Martin now not see the Avengers? Like, is it one of those things where he's I'm like, sure. ah, fuck, you've spoiled the Avengers as well. <laughs> and you're only, you're not even in this next one. I bet he can't, but that also means he doesn't have to read her blog or whatever that thing is. Right. Glop. Oh, yeah, gloop. Gloop. <laughs> God. Nah. Uh, I, I don't think it's as bad for them because they're so used to they're so used to it. The spotlight. I think it's a lot worse for someone who dates someone who's famous and then gets chucked to the side. There's also a lot of people who date, who are with someone who's f- who becomes famous and then they get kicked to the side. Right. And then, so now they're not used to it all. Then they have to watch it. I mean, that would be a weird situation, I guess, to be, like, in. You know, like, to if somebody suddenly became yeah. really famous, and someone then, who you've just known forever yeah. is suddenly... I mean, I think Rove, that happened to a bit too in Australia. Like, I feel like when we were friends and whatever, and when Rove became, like, Rove, yeah. like, it kind of felt like it happened really suddenly and a bit yeah. overnight, and suddenly you're, like, you're a... And I, it happened with, I was friends with Margaret Cho. It happened with her. It was pretty quick. Yeah, and it just bang. It yeah. Suddenly. Yeah. And it was weird. It was the first, it was, I guess that was the first person I knew that became really famous really quick. Yeah, it was weird. It was very hard on her, as I recall, because she wasn't used to it. So I, um, a couple of things happened to me on my plane ride back from Cleveland. Um, I upgraded myself because uh when i fell over and fainted I've, I've this whatever i've done to my fucking uh groin is not good is it do you think it's also related to your hips that you're groin oh no it's te- definitely is what basically yeah. what happened was i fell and because my hips are so tight i probably probably uh. when i've fallen i've just torn something small but because i don't have much movement anyway those things yeah. are exacerbated for me right and so there's nothing much you can do about it, like a slight groin strain or no and groin or strains are the worst they take forever to heal right 
And so basically for three weeks, I, and because I'm traveling a lot and I'm like, you know, in cramped conditions, I yeah. can't put on a sock, anything like that. It's ridiculous. So, oh, God, really? Oh, the worst. Like in tears, like in the first week. Seriously? Oh, my, my God. Shirt. 20 minutes of sweating, like sweating. <laughs> I would have a shower Jesus. and then I would try to put on my sock and then I'd need another fucking shower because like I'm so sweaty <laughs> and I've been like... Because I try, like, I've tried every position. I've tried to, like, lean against walls, oh. lie on beds, like, you know, whatever. Uh, I can't get my, so see this bench I'm sitting on. If I could get my leg up that high, I could just put it on there, but I can't. If I get the leg up that high, I can't then bend down far enough without oh. it has been a nightmare. My God. So, basically, I um, I thought I'll upgrade myself back from Cleveland. I, f- I feel bad just being a little fat and trying to put on my socks. Oh. Now I feel better. Oh, I've asked strangers to put socks on for me. <laughs> well, that's what you make the opener do at a show like that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you will need to get there a little early. Mr. Anderson needs you to put on one sock for him. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, I, so I upgraded myself. Is this your is this your normal airline? United, I, I was flying. They're, and is that look, your... I think normally what happens is, like, you know, you get like a little uh, stipend for travel. Yeah. And normally that's enough money. The clubs give you basically enough money to catch the earliest flight on the cheapest airline. Yes. Otherwise you're paying some of your own money for the flights. Right. So in general, like, because I'm trying to have the experience over here, I mean, realistically, if I look at my year and, you know, I just had a good run at home doing, you know, shows and whatever, uh-huh. lots of people came. Thank you for coming to the shows. Um you know, I could buy myself a better thing, but it's kind of part of the experience is to do it how you're meant to do it, yes. I guess. So I try to do it like that, but then I was like, yeah, fuck that. Yeah. Fuck my principles. My leg hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to smash out a little and get myself uh, a first class upgrade. Yeah. So, but the thing was that the two things happened. Firstly, I got, I got on the plane first because it's one of those planes where like they seat you in and you can buy like the order to get onto the plane and all those sort of things. Yeah. So normally I'm like the last person to get on the plane. There's no room left for you to put a bag, you know, that whole thing. Right. But because I'm like in this first lane, I get on first, I sit down in the big seat. Mm-hmm. Firstly, the guy next to me, way too happy to be in business, into first class. Way too oh, happy. Oh, yeah. Makes three phone calls. All to tell people? Three phone calls. No. Three phone no. calls oh in a God. row. No. Which, which all start with a version of, guess where I am? Oh, my God. You know what? You You're should not be, in fucking Disney World. You should be kicked out of first class for doing You're that. You're in first class on United. <laughs> like, that's barely economy class on any other fucking plane. The worst airline in the country. It's like you're basically ringing your friends to tell them that you got the middle seat on the back seat of the bus. <laughs> Hey, I'm not sitting in shit. So he calls three different people to tell them this news with that no. version of it. And so I have to sit through that. So that's, that's the first thing. That's horrible. Uh, secondly, though, but then when he gets off the phone, it's worse. I realized that I should have kept him on the phone because now he wants to, to talk to me about how good it is to be sitting in business class. Like, oh, in first uh, class, we'd, we'd say business class, but in first class. Yeah. Seriously? Oh, yeah. Whole thing. Like when they bring us a drink at the start. like He, he, he can't believe it. Moment, we have He's to like, like share this. How good is this? Could it be up this end of the plane, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, I thought it was. But to be honest, right now, I'd swap a seat here with a seat back there next to a guy who shuts the fuck up. Oh, fuck. Like, it was, it, but way, like, heaps. And I, I don't want to be impolite, but at the same time, I don't want to encourage that this is going to be, like... Yeah, you don't want to have a, a chat with somebody how great it is. Like, right, what also, is that? I was already reading my book. Like, I had my book yeah. out and I was reading it. It wasn't like oh, no, I was you... sitting there going, hey, this would be a good time for a conversation. He is... I've, 
You, that's I've a, done that thing where you're reading a book and yeah. someone says something to me and you're polite and you like you put your finger in the book yeah. and you close the book, but like the finger's in this. So yeah, I'm going back to this. I have not put a bookmark in there. This is something I'm doing. This is something I'm in the middle of. Yeah. And I've been polite enough to pause yeah. to answer this question or engage in this. But a minute from now, my finger is going to come out of that book and I'm going to... Yeah. Know, that's what I'm going to do. You know what I do is I just I just hold the book up and I put it between <laughs> us and I just keep reading. Yeah. Uh, so um, he was way too excited, but after a while he he drank too much of the free alcohol and uh, fell asleep. So ah, so that was good. Nice. Um, second uh, thing that happened though, uh, this was um, this was a bit more terrifying. A child. Now, have you flown with? So Finn's what five now? Five. Six? He'll be six in a week. Okay, so five or six. On a plane, is that? Do you have to worry that he's going to be misbehaved on the plane? It all depends on the kid. Like Finn's great on planes, but I've seen other kids that are not. I'm going to say this kid is probably four years old, if I had to guess. Uh-huh. A girl, four year old girl. That's a rough age for right? a plane. Not excited about getting on the plane at all. No, but like to the point where has developed super strength. Not excited, Ugh. you know, like when a kid so doesn't want to do something. Yeah. So this kid like is screaming as like they force her basically onto the plane, and then she just grabs like the first two seats and whatever they try to do to move it. Oh my god, it is not happening. <laughs> like she has developed some sort of like. Is she, is she doing this in first class? Right. In- yeah, like they've literally just come through the door. So um, so imagine I've got like you know front row seats to seeing this basically. They've come through the door where like the flight attendant is, and they're trying to go down. The and then first tiny, aisle, tiny and Hulk. The kid is just like, no, this is not. And did, did you stand up and yell, "This is first class"? <laughs> Do this shit and coach. <laughs> well, firstly, no, I was loving this show. <laughs> and secondly, though, then it got really. She said, uh, she screamed, "This, no, mummy, no, mummy, we're all going to die." <laughs> But but like in a way, like on her face, like she had she believed seen it. it, yeah, like she'd seen it happening, yeah, and she was so like you know, she had to tell. That's people. that's probably a ki- see when we never told Finn about plane crashes or he didn't know about plane crashes. So when he flew, that that's not a part of his thought process, right? But I would imagine that kid had seen it or heard about it. You know what I mean? Like they, someone had had the news on when it happened, and so I she's mean, got that in her head. It started as a really weird thing, but the only thing they would ever get to sleep was nine eleven documentaries. <laughs> so I guess I mean we came to re- rely on them. I guess it was a crutch for us. If she wouldn't sleep, then we just put on another nine eleven documentary. We just never imagined when we went to then travel in an right. airplane ourselves, it would have any. We thought it would just help her sleep. I mean, we put in Airport seventy seven and right. Airport seventy eight. We put in all the. We put in almost every airplane crash movie just to get her used to flying. Uh, there was a lot of uh, actually just videotape that we got from uh, county airfares. Uh, you know, just highlights I, I didn't of crashes. Even, I don't remember the. Well, she's a big Denzel Washington right. fan, so she saw that. Did not like the ending of that though. <laughs> like, didn't really satisfy. Her. She thought it went on too long yep. with the alcoholism. Con Air loves that though. Loves Con, loves Air. Con Air. Oh my god! And that's how she thinks all airplanes should land right. in, in on, Vegas on the, on the Vegas Strip, and everyone lives. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very realistic uh, jail escape film. Probably the most realistic. You know what, though, I, I was—I've said this recently, but I am disappointed they don't make films like Con Air anymore. I but guess they like don't? The, well, I, I think, think they do, but they're but I, they're like the 2012 and 
and the San Andreas. No, I think no, that's but they're the not version. like Con Air. The closest thing that we have to Con Air is the Fast and the Furious movies, I think. Like movies that are kind of like they know they're stupid, but they're kind of filled with like, you know, decent enough like, you know, celebrity actors and they're kind of over the you top. Know, you don't think 2012 was like that with the whole world being destroyed? Like that was really in the Woody Harrelson character. Know, but they all kind of take themselves kind of too seriously. They're, too, yeah. they're, they're much more Independence Day than they are Con Air. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, Con Air just had this spirit of, like, this is the most ridiculous. Yeah. Like, when they land on the Vegas Strip, you're I just mean, like, yeah, of course. Yeah, what else would what, you do? What else, how else would you finish this There's movie? actually no other way to do like, it. Don't, like, they got to a point of yeah, ridiculous in that movie already where they were like, I just don't know how we're going to finish this. Yeah. Like, we've already dropped the car out of the plane. <laughs> how do we finish? What if we land the plane on the Vegas Strip? The Won't guy, they kill millions? No, 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 no. No one will get hurt. The guy who wrote that, I assume, was on speed. I think Don Simpson wrote it, didn't he? So I don't know. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so probably. Right? I am very much looking forward to San Andreas. So this is uh, The Rock Fights an Earthquake. Um, right. That's what I imagine. The Isn't it be was. great when if he just punches the earth and stops it? Well, that's, I mean, that's what it looks like from the, like the, the preview. Basically, like it does look like somebody went into like a movie and just went, what if the rock fought an earthquake? <laughs> that's our pitch. That's amazing. Uh, okay. What was I looking up? What were we just talking about? Uh, before Boy, we, I should know. Uh, Con Air. Uh, oh, who wrote Con Air? That's what I wanted. Right. Who wrote Con Air? This is, a, this is probably one of the most Googled questions. Con Air. Who wrote Con Air? And what else has he done since? That's the important important question. Uh, So it was directed by Simon West. Now, Simon West, I believe, might be... Simon West is an Australian. Let's see. It sounds Australian. Uh, England. Oh, no, it's English. Okay. Oh, here we go. So Simon West has directed such films as Con Air, Uh The Expendables 2, and Lara Croft Tomb Raider. Uh huh. So, okay. Well, okay. there. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> certainly explains something. Started at the top. Okay. Let's have a look at this. Uh, Con Air is a 1997 American action film directed by Simon West and produced by Jerry Bruckheimer. Not a surprise. Producer of The Rock. Yeah. See, The Rock yeah. again. Just a right. big, silly. Big, goofy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it stars Nicolas Cage, John Cusack. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Blah, blah, yeah blah. We know it stars. Yeah. We got all that. Um, all right, what else do I need to know about this film? Uh, it's got a pretty good cast, I'll tell you that. you got it's, Nicolas Cage, yep. John Cusack, mm-hmm. John Malkovich, yep. Ving Rhames, yep. Danny Trejo, Michael T. Williamson, mm-hmm. um, even the, even Steve the, Buscemi? 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 Even the... Uh, Dave Chappelle, isn't it? Yep. Even the uh, the like uh, character actors in that are great. Yeah, Cole McManey. Oh yeah, you know that guy. Yeah, yeah, he's, uh, yeah. It's a, it's a, like it's a pretty. Um, yeah, that 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 must have been an expensive cast. Let's uh, see what it made. Here we go. Um, made a lot. What do you think it made? Nearest uh, you can uh, have a little guess. What year is this? Ninety seven. So let's have a look. Nineteen ninety seven. Yes. So Um, what did Conair do? Two hundred (laughs) dollars. Yeah, two hundred million. Yeah, two hundred twenty four million dollars. Nailed it. That's not bad. Um.
what else? We should uh, finish up in a bit, but what, uh, what else has been going on? Oh, Australia. We were talking about Australia. Was there anything else that happened in Australia? What? So you went to Healesville. You fed a kangaroo. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, we fed the kangaroos. Uh, and then, and then, and then uh, Gareth came, and I was like, well, we, I should take a trip, because he wanted to see something yep. besides just the city. And so I was like, well, let's go down south. Mm-hmm. And I saw you the night before, and I said, right. hey, I'm going to see the, the tiny penguins. Yeah, the fairy penguins. Which they're not called fairy penguins anymore right. because well, of... I uh, mean, I know, not, but... But they weren't. But, but it's it's not a... It's not a. It's not. It's not a derogatory term. It's it's fairy penguins is because they're like the fairies from. It's not like you're saying anything about gay people. It's right. the fairies from the, yeah, no, the fairy like, tales. Oh, well, what should we call those uh, little poof the fairies? <laughs> poof the penguins. Sorry. <laughs> what do we call those poof penguins? Well, they're all dudes, right? They're all little dudes. Yeah, all little dudes, right? <laughs> well, poofquins. Yeah. We'll call them poofquins. <laughs> No, can't do that. <laughs> fairy puffquins. No. How about fairy yep. penguins? Uh, oh, yeah, all right. So, uh, yeah, so they're all called little... They, you, they've changed all the signs. They're all called little penguins now. Little penguins? I believe that's what they're called, yeah. Tiny uh, penguins. Tiny or little. One or the other. Is there a difference? I don't know. Mini? So, I tell you the night before, I'm saying, hey, I'm going down to see the, the tiny penguins. I remember that. And you said, oh, great, have a good time. Enjoy the tiny penguins. Yeah. And then we drove on down. And uh, we got there at uh, one o'clock, and uh, me and Gareth walked in, and we said, uh, "We are here to see your uh, tiny penguins." Yep. She goes, "Okay, what what time would you like to see them? Uh, six or seven? And we were like, "We well, like to see them now." And she said, uh, "They only come out at night." And uh, I thought of you, and I thought of saying to you, "I'm going to see the tiny penguins." Yeah. And you saying, "Have a good time." Yep. <laughs> And I thought of the other I people. I feel like you're making a point, but I, I can't. I, I thought of the other people that I said, hey, I'm going to see the tiny penguins too. And they all said, oh, have a good time. Yeah, because people <laughs> wanted you to have a good time seeing those penguins. <laughs> so, uh, so then the lady was like, well, do you want to, we have some in boxes that like, there's some that like live underneath the, right. the so place and what, you could look through a thing and see them. So here's the thing, Dave. Yeah. I was, this is what I was assuming. Like when, okay. Now, yeah. firstly, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. When you told me that, I just didn't really think it through. No, I'm like, sure I you didn't. didn't give it any, I'm sure like, you didn't. I literally didn't give yes. it any thought. I didn't, uh, obviously. I just kind of assumed. I probably would have said the same thing. And yeah. it's also like, I'm not, it's not like I've, I mean, I've seen them come out at night once. I'm, I'm not even sure that I was aware they didn't come out. <laughs> I'm I mean, sure you I were. know we went to see them at night. Yeah. But I, I mean, you know what? I do shows at night, but sometimes I do matinees. <laughs> they're like, they come out, like I thought maybe on a Wednesday or whatever, they come out and do a midday show. And that's what you guys were going down to see. <laughs> I don't know. Like they turn off all the lights and they just black everything out and they get some yeah, yeah. that come out and maybe you don't get the leads, yeah. right? But you get like some understudies and some, some young younger ones and yeah. they give them a chance. And yeah. that's what you guys were going to say. Yeah. It didn't work out like that. Maybe they dress some rats in like penguin suits <laughs> and just, they put rats in tuxedos and show like, them to a, like foreigners. That's a pigeon. That's a possum. That is a possum that's and a, a pigeon. Yeah, that's just Both walking. tuxedo t-shirts. And it's being pulled by a rope. That's a... <laughs> <laughs> So uh, did you watch the one? In, did you ever look at the ones in the we box? We looked at the ones in the box, which because yeah. I've seen penguins before, so I, I, like I've had my penguin right. experience. Gareth hasn't, so he's very upset. Had he seen Happy Feet? The movie? Yeah. 
Is that the one? About the is that the documentary? No, no, that's uh, March of the Penguins. March. I've seen. I haven't seen. No, I haven't seen Happy Feet. Yeah, it's a very Christian film, isn't it? No, that's the Christian film. The March of the Penguins. Uh, March of the Penguins, the, the Christian yeah. one. Because uh, it was about apparently it was like about penguins mating for life or whatever. Yeah, but it turns out that I don't think that's actually true. Oh, it's not yeah, true. No, I read something the other day that's oh like, oh my god, oh, you know how they tell you that penguins mate for life? Actually, yeah, that's well, a big, that's a big fucking yeah, lie. Let's, let's let's have a fucking what, let's, what let's is take the lid off this? Like, hey, Christians, don't ruin penguins. Let penguins live their life. Right. Why do you gotta? Why do you gotta? D- constrain the penguins to just fucking one person i mean they're out there on the fucking ice and by the way are they going to heaven like in your Uh, scenario that they have to be moral like is there a penguin heaven there must be you know uh seals rape penguins that's true there's actually a video of it uh yeah they they will uh pull pull up on the beach and mount a penguin and fuck shit out of it and take off like a flashlight like a little penguin Yeah, it's like a little penguin flashlight. They will use a penguin as a flashlight. Yeah, they'll fuck a penguin and get out of there. Well, a lot it's of people not... don't know this, but Seal, who used to be married to Heidi Klum... Uh-huh. <laughs> Go ahead. Got her to dress up as a penguin. <laughs> like it was a consensual fantasy. Yeah, 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 but yeah. yeah. Like, that's why... that yeah. People don't know that that's why he wanted to be called Seal. Right. Yeah. Um, okay, so when you write do penguins, because I thought it would be the top search, do penguins make for life, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not. Top search is do penguins have knees? So <laughs> <laughs> They do, but the weird thing is it's in their neck. So here's the thing. I never, like I'm 41 years old, yeah. and I have never once in my life cared if penguins have knees. And now, yeah, no. and now I cannot go on with this podcast. No, you got to figure it out. So here we go. Now the question's been asked. Do penguins have knees? Looking at a penguin standing or waddling around on the island, it may look like they have very short legs and no knees. Okay, yep, you know, you're right. But penguins do have knees. What? A penguin's leg is composed of a short... Okay, yeah, whatever. They've got knees. <laughs> so... <laughs> The question's been answered. Move on. Yeah, move on. Okay, let's go back to do penguins. Do, do penguins mate for life? Have feathers, fly, have teeth. Do penguins bring charges against seals? Do penguins mate for life? Here we go. All right. Let's have a look at this. Answer. Penguins are mostly monogamous. So, mostly. No. <laughs> Hey, I'll be, I promise to be mostly faithful to you. Mostly. Like, statistically, there will be some... Look, you know what? I might, even I might, Jordan didn't get 30 every night. I might get a little seal on the side, you know what I mean? Uh, penguins are mostly monogamous. However, there are some species, like the emperor penguin, which is serially monogamous. They, the, the mate ah. with one couple for the whole season, but the next year, they'll probably mate with another penguin. That's not, and then stay with them. So that's that's, that's not monogamy. No, that's a deadbeat dad. Yeah, <laughs> that is literally the definition. Yeah, like that guy is yeah. got a different baby mama. Yeah. in every town. Yeah, that guy's not. That's not a quality individual. I wouldn't make a Christian movie about that guy. Right. So there you go. So yeah, I. I but at the time, that was their big thing. It was like they mate for life, and it was yeah, to be some all right well, metaphor about how we should be more like penguins or something. Uh, horse shit. Um. So anyway, we didn't see the we didn't see the penguins, but we went we walked down to the beach at the at the penguin sanctuary or whatever Floor it is. Pilot. It's yeah. fucking amazing. The, the beach alone was worth the trip. 
It's beautiful. Uh, I was telling Gareth, Phillip Island pretty much is famous for three things. Um, one is the the little penguins. Uh-huh. Uh, the second one is they have like a big motor race there, like a motorcycle race. Oh, it's the big Australian. Oh one. yeah, yeah. I saw the track there. And yeah. uh, then the third one is uh, it's where the Hemsworths are from. Who are the Hemsworths? Thor, the Hemsworths, like all those oh. Hemsworths. That we oh, oh, really? America to be in your movies. Yeah, thank yeah, they're you. They're from Phillip Island. That's where they're from. Do There's they some, live with the you, penguins? There'd be some spare ones around there. <laughs> you probably could have seen a Hemsworth. <laughs> They don't, they don't only come out at night. Are there a lot of Hemsworths? Ah, oh, yeah. There's a few. Yeah, loads? There's a few more that have come out of the woodwork that you are just, trying to get on the, like. Oh, yeah. Because two of them have done pretty well over yeah, here. Yeah, so, so hey. There's at least another couple who are like, well, maybe. Oh, I'm a Hemsworth. Not everyone could afford Alec Baldwin. Steve yeah. Baldwin got some work. <laughs> well, hello. I'm the Daniel Baldwin of the group. Right. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh so we did that, uh, and then we walked back to the building, and that's when Gareth saw the picture of the pictures of people who got to stand in the middle of penguins when they ran by, and he was very, very upset that he didn't uh, get to do that. Oh well, that's actually the traditional running of the penguins. <laughs> I don't think that's it's the like thing. the running of the bulls, but and, with penguins, and it's great. So you run from the penguins? Yeah. It seems like they couldn't really hurt you. Oh no! They give um, they poison uh, uh, they poison the tips of the their, beak, their beaks, and then they and then and then they rub fish on. Your well, legs. how do they get? How do they get into? How do you get? I mean, you, are you wearing shorts? Like, how do they? Oh no! They, oh, uh, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> when I initially said no, what I meant was yes, yes. Okay, you but definitely are wearing shorts. Can't you just kick a penguin? Yeah, but you, not backwards. But you can t- but just turn around and kick them. No, you can only run forwards. It seems like there's a lot of bullshit rules. Yeah, I mean, well, it's an arbitrary game. Like you, it's not an actual you sport. Can't, you can't turn you around. made it into a sport. You can't turn around and run backwards into the bulls because they'll gore you. But you could turn around and run backwards into the penguins and just knock them all down. No, you can't because of the beaks, the poison beaks. I feel like if you're wearing uh, decent uh, pants or dungarees. No, but you can't. You've got to wear shorts, as you pointed out. Okay. That's part of it. I, this, sounds like a, shorts. this sounds like a horrible uh, event. Oh, well, you know what? Mm-hmm. It's, it's much more fun when you're there. It's <laughs> one of those ones. Like, I know that describing it, it seems like this is pointless. Yeah, but yeah. Like, if you describe baseball or cricket to people, like, you've yeah, got to kind of see it. It's pretty to hard to understand it. You yeah, know? you really do. And it's a bit like this. And to be honest, even the first time you see it, like the running of the penguins. Yeah, the running of the poison penguins. Yeah, yeah, you know, and like there's, it, it's look, there's a whole festival. You've got to kind of have yep. followed it through the sure. You know, there's it's it's more than just the running of the penguins. It's more than saying. that. That's the culmination. But there's a whole thing around. Have any you know, have any Hemsworth been been killed? No, no, no. In fact, uh, that's where they got their first break. To the running of the yeah, yeah. Chris Hemsworth's first thing was he, like, he was a penguin running champion. That's amazing. Yeah, he looks like a penguin running ever. champion. I don't think any of this. He'd is... run from them all. Everyone, it, it, literally for every penguin. There was not a penguin that could match him. I was in South Africa and I went to see the penguins there. Hang on, they've got penguins. Yep, in South Africa. Yep. Oh, how conflicted they would have been. <laughs> <laughs> Peng- penguins are black and white. For anyone who did not understand that joke. Yeah, it was a good one. <laughs> It was a good one. It was a good one. Um, I love that book. I read that book by that uh, Emperor Penguin, Long Waddle to Freedom. <laughs> Long Slow Waddle to Freedom, uh, also called Yes, I Have Knees. 
Uh, and I walked, I walked down to where the penguins were, and the first penguin I saw turns around and shits at me. Big old squirt of shit right towards me. Right. And I was, I was done. I was like happy at that point. Well, here's the great irony: is that um... <laughs> it was white, is white shit, by the way. No, my well, my favorite thing about this whole thing, this whole story is, I have just realized something that I. The whole time you've been telling me this, it just was in my mind, but clearly just wasn't coming out in my mind. Uh-huh. So, uh, you went down to Phillip Island to see the, the penguins. Yeah. Uh, Amy came down to Melbourne to hang out for the last week and a half. And so, we did some like daytime activities uh-huh. in Melbourne. And we went to the Melbourne Aquarium, uh, which has an entire <laughs> penguin floor. <laughs> like, they've built this whole ice thing and there's penguins everywhere of all yeah. kinds and they're all like living in this like ice thing that they've built on like yeah. and this is their big demonstration and that i sounds, did that five minutes from my hotel that sounds really great in the middle of the day that sounds it awesome. was lunchtime yeah it sounds great and we saw all those penguins yeah and the only thing reminded me of it was the shit <laughs> when you said about the penguin shitting i was like oh my god i remember oh like, wait a minute shitting penguins yeah. when i saw penguins yeah so there you go. So that was, I probably should have told you that. <laughs> <laughs> but you do want to see penguins in the wild, just like you want to see a kangaroo in the wild at some point. Like you want to see, right. you want to see the things in their natural place. I saw kangaroos in the wild, but they were sleeping Yeah, well, on the I side mean, of the road for days. They were dead. Well, they were sleeping. They take their stuff out when they're sleeping, like they're are their insides. Yeah, they yeah, take so it out. Be comfortable. Gareth was so upset. The worst. I mean, the worst thing at all is like you know what it's like when you've got like a rumbly tummy or whatever, and you're trying to sleep. Yeah. You so take, what they do is they take it all. They out take it out, and then and then they put it back in when they wake up. When they wake up. Yeah. In the morning. Yeah. They keep their wallet and stuff in there during the night, so no one steals it. Oh, here's what I want to ask you about. There's like, there's a place. Is it called Kangaroo Island out near Perth? Uh-huh. And there's little tiny... Like tiny kangaroos? That are being killed by tourists? Uh, quokkas, you mean? Are we talking about Rottnest Island and the <coughs> quokkas? Or is there a separate what issue are the with the tiny being, kangaroos? What are the things... I heard that the tiny kangaroos are being killed by tourists. Maybe, I, maybe I'm getting confused with something else. Well, they might be. but like, Okay, so I know in Perth... Uh, this is something that I know is true. And your thing might also be true. Um, it, there's a, an island off... Uh, Perth called Rottnest Island uh-huh. and they have a thing called a quokka which is a, a bit like a tiny kangaroo mixed yeah. with some other stuff and uh, it's pretty specifically only on that Just island there. that you can get, have quokkas yeah. and like drunk tourists and like you know uh, kids who are like partying too hard and whatever used to go over and play like what they would call quokka soccer oh god uh, which is where they would like get drunk and go and find a soccer yeah, kid and, like a who, like, who well, does terrible that? terrible people Terrible people who shouldn't be allowed to be part of our society. Do I, I just read when we were you there. Can't just do something because it rhymes. We, when we were there. That's some... like one, one of the rules of life. <laughs> I don't know. Now I'm not sure which side I'm on. Right. I just realized it does rhyme. I didn't like his head and now he's dead. That's fine. That's good. It rhymed. Yeah, it did rhyme. Yeah. Um, when I, I was there. Fun, I shot him with a gun. Yeah, these oh, are all good. These fine. are all fine. Like these are all nice. good. Yeah. <laughs> you're not. I'm, I'm not on your side on any of these. Uh, when I was there, some British people set a couple of them on fire. Yeah. People are what, is the, what is that? Why would you go to a little tiny... First of all, it sounds like it's an awesome animal. It's like a half kangaroo, half whatever. Yeah. I'm picturing half kangaroo, half koala, half platypus. Yeah. Uh, That's and, exactly what it is. But why would you set that on fire? Like, what goes through your brain that you're like, oh, that thing's small. 
I should burn it. You know, I think sometimes people want to have really traditional experiences. And I think if you're British, the idea of <laughs> coming to Australia and, and destroying something that had been indigenous to that place and special to it would be really just you're recapturing a moment of vibe, you know? It's like the authentic... This is, this is the real Australia. I don't really feel like I'm here until I destroy something that was just here minding its own business and not hurting me in any way. Now I feel, yeah, this is it. Well, since I can't kill the native people anymore, where's a small animal? Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I am. Um, I remember when I went, and I, sadly, I'm going to tell a terrible, like, a, anyway. So I, I first went to Rottnest Island when I was about 15 years old. We were on, like, a family holiday to Perth. And uh, mm-hmm. I remember that I had, like, a bigger Kubra hat. Sure. Right? Because I was a pretty cool 15 year old. Yes, you kid. were. Yeah. yeah. Just to beat off the ladies. If you know. <laughs> and I, we were getting a little tour around Rottnest Island, and we had like a, there was a guy at the front of the, like the bus or the tram or whatever it is that it, you know, giving a little, you uh-huh. know, this is this and this is this sort of thing. And he had a joke. And I remember because he made the joke about my hat. Like, so, you know, oh, like he's, he's doing his little bit of crowd work. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, and so basically he goes, you there, look at that hat, you know. And then I'm like, oh, I'm in the show. You know? yeah. I'm 15. And yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm, this is my first taste of showbiz and I like it. Yeah, again, a taste. Right. So this guy's, uh, and he goes, a uh, guy had a hat like that on the, uh, on the, on the, uh, on the bus recently. And, uh, uh, the, you know, the air went by, just hold on to your hat. This, you know, this is kind of his spiel. He's like, yeah, you know, make sure you hold on to your hat, kid, because... Uh, you know, uh, the other day a guy had a hat like that and it flew straight out the window and we went back to get it and uh, one of the quackers was eating his hat. And uh, and the man's like, well, you should... He's saying to me, he said, you should get that. And he said, well, I'm not going to get it. It's your hat. And he, he said, well, no, you should get it. And he said, well, it's not my job to get it. And the man said, I don't like your attitude. And I said, it's not my attitude. It's your attitude. It's not my attitude. Yeah. It's your attitude. Yeah. I mean, he told it who's better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not a professional tour guide. Yeah. You know, I can't, I don't. I it's it's wanna, it's better on a bus. I don't want to ruin his bit. It's better on a bus. I mean, if you were there. Yeah. Like, I mean, you see, I had to be wearing the hat. Yeah. And yeah, you know, people thought it was actually a yeah. thing and. Yeah. Walkers are there. Yeah, and, everybody's. I mean, there's a whole. There's a. There's, there's a, a lot of layers. There's a feel. Yeah, sure. You got to be there. There's a feeling. You got to be there to contextualize it, I guess. It's It's hard to take uh, tour guides' bits. I'm doing my next uh, one man show, it's just going to be tour guide bits. Tour guide bits? You should do it on a bus. You could do a tour. (sighs) Like David Quirk did his in a skateboard shop? Yeah. Yeah. But literally don't hire the bus, just get on any bus. Just tell everyone to buy a ticket. So it's a to that one. Just stand next to the ticket seller, and like you, you take he takes the bus ticket, and you take a ticket. Like, What's going on I, here? I just say to them, "Oh no, it's a comedy festival. Comedy festival. Don't worry about it. Don't worry, comedy festival. Yeah, charge like tickets on Mikey cards. That'd be great." I thought they were called Mickey. Well, you know, you say Mikey, I say Mickey. You know, whatever. Or vice All right, it, just, it felt like Mickey. But you're probably, I was probably wrong the whole time. I think it's my key, as in like uh, my key. Key. Ah, <laughs> I get it. Now I get it. 
<laughs> where, yeah. where you were like, no, it's more like Mickey. Like, it's like a hey, Mickey. Mickey. Uh, take the Mickey out of this guy. Ah, or like slip someone a Mickey. Yeah, slip someone a Mickey. I thought that there was a lot of date rape on your uh, trains. Well, there is. <laughs> oh my God. I imagine. <laughs> but they get away with it. That's the problem. Yeah. And you know how they get away with it? They say, I liked her for a look at her brains. And then I date raped her on the trains. And they go, well, if it well, rhymes. The rhymes, it's, yeah, you get a pass. It rhymes. You had the rhyme. <laughs> we shouldn't have set up this system. I mean, this is it. We all it's agree. Terrible. We all agree it's a terrible law. I mean, the first thing we want to say is this is a terrible law. And we don't endorse anything that's happened underneath it. But we can't get it changed. Yeah, I mean, once, once people like rhymes and crimes. Right. Excuse all me. The lawyers speaking, uh, I oh. am Mick Pentamilda. So. Is that a thing? <laughs> that sounds. Iambic like pentameter is a thing, yeah. Yeah, but I thought you were going to rhyme lawyer with something. Uh, <laughs> I very much enjoyed Daredevil uh, and the work of David Goya. <laughs> <laughs> Fill in the rest of yourself. Have you guys. seen the Superman Batman trailer? Uh, okay, so. <laughs> Are we going to see that together? <laughs> I mean... And just do an episode about yes. how terrible okay, it is? Okay, that's the only reason I can see it. Because it looks... I mean, it looks so much worse than you even could imagine it yeah. would look. Yeah. The Mad Max trailers, like even... We were talking about this, but even George Miller has said... You haven't seen the trailers, but even George Miller's like... When he saw the trailers, was like, "Oh, I'm not even sure the movie's that good." Yeah, like the trailers are amazing. Yeah, like for that, I reckon that they've done a pretty good job with the Star Wars trailer. If I was a Star Wars fan, I'd be yeah. like, "Okay, yeah, that looks yeah. like that'll be good." Totally, and, you know. Yeah, um, but the Batman Superman one is terrible. Yeah, like it makes a movie that I already imagine is going to be terrible look. So much worse than I could ever expect it was. So they uh, they were planning on holding back the uh, trailer for a while until well, the end of the month. So the movie's not coming out until twenty sixteen. Right. So they were going to hold it back, but somehow it got out. So it was online. So That's they right. had to put it out, and they had to put it out on the same day as the Star Wars one because it had already leaked. But they apparently thought that people were going to go batshit for it. Like they thought it was a fucking awesome trailer. Well, then and it that does people not were just me like <laughs> in any way because I'm sure they th- thought the first Superman movie was oh, an God. awesome movie. Yeah, they probably did. Of course they did. Yeah, mate. Of course they did. They would have <laughs> justified it at the end in the same way as your dad justified <laughs> raising you. They would have ignored the feedback and the atrocities and they would have found some way in their own mind of justifying uh, yeah. that every single thing they've done was... In fact, I think uh. that part of what they've done with this movie is because that bit at the start, the only thing that's interesting about it is that all that stuff about the debate about whether Superman is actually good for the world or not. Yeah, so that's interesting. That idea that after the first movie, this alien comes to Earth and mm-hmm. then everything gets destroyed and no one really understands what went happened. And yes, there would be public debate over... Like, is this a terrible person? or? A, but I feel like they're retrofitting that just because all the feedback at the end of the last one was Superman's a terrible person. Uh-huh. So they're doing like the equivalent of the note from your dad where they're like, oh, no, no, we meant to be terrible uh, yeah. so that we could set up this next movie. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to set it up like this. Well, you don't need to, though. No, you don't. 
I don't know what they're doing with this film. I no, I don't either. It's, and I mean, again, like they might pull it out or whatever, but it. I, I mean, I have no interest in saying. I have none, but we have to go see it. I we're mean, yeah, we're obligated because we did last episode. And I have one more thing to tell you about movies. I know we're running out of time. Daredevil is great though. Daredevil, I can't watch I loved. it. Why? Because they fucked over the writers so badly. Oh, did they really? You know what they did? They so there's these the old contracts before the internet contracts were done. But what they did was they they figured out a way to stretch the payment of uh, of of the contract over a period of time so that all of the writers would um, be stripped of health insurance and pension. And well, they get pension. That is a terrible thing. But here's what I will say. Watch it because it's awesome, and just rem- remember the names of all the writers, and like you know, be that the fan of those people and all the other things they do because they're all awesome because they've done such a fucking great yeah, job. I hear it's good, like that, mate. It's the best thing DC's ever done. Really, I'm a Daredevil fan, and they like I could not have asked for a better fucking version of it's it. It's better than Gotham. It's so, so it's worse. It's so worse. I'm still watching it. I, well, me too, but I I keep. Hoping but that I don't sh- have to anymore. But is like never have I. I don't normally pray for shows to get cancelled. But yeah. that one, I'm like, just cancel it so I don't have to fucking watch. <laughs> it's like this show forever. I don't know if you'd know what that show is. It's uh-uh. like a network show, and it's about this guy who's immortal, basically. And I love an immortal show. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. got the guy who's in Fantastic Four, yeah, yeah, yeah. Grifford or whatever his yeah. name is. And it's a terrible procedural about this yeah. like man out of time, you know, who's like now a modern day, like he's a, works, you know, with corpses and solves crimes and yeah. blah blah blah. But it's terrible. But I got I started watching it, and now I'm gonna now just you gotta watch it. it. Yeah. And if it gets cancelled, I'll be like. Yeah, thank, that, you. thank I wa- you. You've freed up some time in my life. I watch... Uh, Gotham's the same. I watch Grimm the same way. I watch it every week and I go, when is this going to stop? Just stop so I can stop. <laughs> I can't stop without you. Like, I can't... It's hard for me to walk away from shows. But I'll tell you one that I have and I am constantly surprised. I, like, I'm surprised that this show still is being made. Yeah. You know, sometimes... Because I am such a completist with things, I often think that when I've stopped watching a show, the show did stop. Yeah. Because normally that is the case. Yeah. But they are still making Grey's Anatomy. Did you know that that's still oh, really? being made? Like there are new episodes of Grey's Anatomy happening on television at the moment. That's amazing. New episodes. I thought that was like done Th- that was seven for, years ago. Yeah, that show's been on forever. Like I would... They're still making Grey's Anatomy. But I don't. you don't see ads for it anywhere? They're just... It's like a secret society. <laughs> You right. just go up to somebody and go, McDreamy? McDreamy, McDreamy. And then they just hand you a videotape. All right, uh, David, uh, do you got, have you got some things you want to plug? Uh, the Dollop, your podcast, firstly. I did the live one at the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife loved that one, by the way. Just thought you were very funny. It was very, very fun to do. And yeah. like I was saying to Gareth the other day, one of the fun things is that... Because like, that you don't know when... Because you don't give us any heads up and you don't know necessarily how long the story is going to be right. or where it's going to go. But the nice thing about working with, say, like, you know, Gareth and you in that situation is you feel very comfortable to just throw up a premise. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, you can kind of go, I know there's kind of like a funny idea yeah. here. What if this thing? And then trust that, like, other uh, something people will, will run happen. with it. Totally. Which is like a, it's a nice environment to be in. Yeah. Uh, other things to plug? Uh, Marin starts on the 14th of May. It would be great if people, uh, tuned in and watched it instead of waited for Netflix that would help us for another season Uh, and of course my album Shame Chamber is always there waiting 
Um, I'm at Dave Anthony on Twitter. I'm series linked on Marin, so that will count, right? Like that'll record it on the night. Does that count? What does that mean, series linked? So like it's re- every time Marin. Yeah, yeah, it'll, 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 yeah, it'll, it'll. That counts, yeah, you're right? good. Yeah. And then I can just erase them. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no I really. You know, they, they actually. I, can, I, I thought the last series was fantastic. They actually can tell if you watch it. Is that right? Yeah. So that goes. That's how they tally up. Can all they the, tell if you watch it again? Yeah, I think they can tell. Because uh, they will be like, there will be someone in the Silicon Valley office who, <laughs> who will be a bit disturbed about how often I've watched the latest episode of Silicon Valley. It is, I've not laughed harder at no, really? from start to finish at an episode of like- a The last one? The one that just most recently, have seen you seen it? it? No. It's just, it's just one of those episodes of television where it went from- like set piece to set piece to set piece that all had moments that like in the first season, that would have been the highlight of the whole yeah. episode or whatever. But it was just like nonstop from start to finish. Wow. So many memorable lines. Yeah. And they say the word cunty. It's got to be, I haven't counted it yet, but it's got to be 30 times. Really? It's, <laughs> it's such, I, like I, it tickled me in a way that like a half an hour of comedy has not tickled me in a very, very long Really? Time. Yeah. I mean, I've been watching the whole show and I've really enjoyed the show. Yeah. But to me, this was just like an episode where wow. it was just right. like funny from start to finish. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So, uh, Marin, gigs, anything? No, I'm, I have no gigs lined up. I actually purposefully did that. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. Uh, <laughs> on the 15th um, of this month, I'll be at the uh, improv on Melrose and Melrose Improv with Emo Phillips and uh, Eliza Skinner and TJ Miller from Silicon Valley, yeah. uh, Rick Overton, uh, doing set list show. So that uh-huh. should be absolutely fantastic. Uh, the first two weeks of June, I'm at the Soho Theatre in London doing my free will show. And on June the 6th, uh, Saturday night at 11 o'clock, uh, not on sale yet, but I will put up a link when I have it. Uh, the first ever live faux fop in the UK, uh, faux fuck, will be happening. So um, faux fuck, faux fuck. Well, F O F U K, faux fuck. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Will be happening. So that'll be fun as well. Um, I can confirm uh, that I've been booked for the Montreal Just for Laughs Festival. I don't know the date of Free Will there, but I am doing Free Will again there. So that's fantastic. Well, I'm doing Free Will for the first time, but I'm doing a solo show there. Um, I am doing on July the 11th, I believe it is, Saturday night, July the 11th, I will be um, at the uh, Nerd Melt Theatre out the back of uh, the Meltdown comic book uh, shop doing my free will show that night uh it is it's going to be free the link's not up yet but basically it'll work like the live podcast there worked where uh if you want to make sure that you get like a seat and a ticket there'll be like a link for people to book but it's not going to cost anything to come to the show um but obviously because it's free first in best dress sort of thing but then you know if there's any space we'll put extra people in on the night yeah um uh, I'm going to do it in Sydney uh, in August and I'm going to do the show in Perth in October but I'll give you uh, more details of those things when I'm close to that. I've also got some... Uh, anyway, other gigs that I'll tell you about closer to the time. LA Podcast Festival, we should mention that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I should mention that. The of the 18th, 19th and 20th yeah. of September. We'll be doing a live tofop fofop thing And there. the dollop will be there and a lot of other... Really good podcast, Marin, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I should also mention that we're going to try to do a tour of the dollop either in August or September of Australia. So we'll give people details of that when it gets closer as well. 
Hey, uh, what about the? Can you tell me briefly about that? What's it called? The Patron Patron. Oh yeah. So a lot of a lot of people were asking. A lot of people were saying, "Can we donate to you?" Yeah. Uh, and I had never done anything about it, but I got enough, and I was like, "All right, people want to do this." So, uh, Patreon. Uh, Patreon is that? What yeah. Uh, so Patreon.com, and I do a backward slash the dollop. Uh, it it uh, you can just donate, and so it's like a it's like a monthly thing. You can put in a buck or two or five up to like. I think 50 a month, whatever you want to do. And it's just a way to, you know, help us out because it's very time consuming. <laughs> right. And like, I mean, particularly for, well, I mean, I was mentioning this to people recently when I had some time off for the thing. I kind of calculated how long it takes me to do the podcast. Yeah. And it's kind of like six or seven hours, yeah. right? For this for this podcast. Yeah. Because by the time you record it, you listen back to it, you like, you know, mm-hmm. load it, you edit it, you do all those sort of things. It's probably going to take you six or seven hours. Right? Yeah. Um, with your podcast, you're also then doing like this immense amount of research about things that aren't necessarily easy to research. Well, like, like I did one yesterday and it took me uh, seven hours. Right, just to do the research. Just to do the research yeah. and write it up. So that's, it's one of those things where I don't think that any you or myself is saying to the general audience this, I've always wanted this to be free. Yeah, but I'd also have people saying, "Well, is there a way that we could support it? You know, yeah. to help get you to help someone with the sound, or to help you pay and do more live shows, or whatever." Right. And I think that Patreon model, like I've had a look at some other people using yeah, that. Yeah, it's as nice, well. right? It seems nice because it's almost like a combination between like a a Kickstarter and a donation thing. Yeah. Where you can kind of have some extra levels or extra content, or if yeah. people want to support it in a more substantial way. But there's kind of minimum base levels where people can just go, well. You know, I think it's kind of worth this, and and having that money to channel back into your projects or your time or right. energy just kind of means that you're gonna. I think that's why people want to support it. They're like, well, if we could throw a few bucks your way, would we get this more often? <laughs> or would you keep doing it as often as you're doing it, or whatever? So, yeah, I mean, look, if it's if it's yeah. if it's a there's a, a a financial aspect to it, it it helps like to keep doing it. You know. Yeah. No, it's interesting. I think I mean we might look at something like that because I've always I don't like the idea of doing advertising. I don't either. And I don't like the idea of everyone having to pay for it. I don't either. If you if you want to listen for free, that's great. But if you want to kick in some bucks, that's great too. Right. I, you know. And that's no... and that's the thing that I kind of uh, that's what I like about that model is you're giving people the ability to do it. Yeah. But there's no you don't have. To, I mean. At one stage, I was kind of like, well, maybe with the live episodes, we could like charge for the live episodes yeah. or whatever. But even then, I'm like, I want every, if I put something up, I want everyone to be able to hear it. Right. We did and that if for. If you can't afford to like hear it, right. Then that's fine. We did But it if for... you want to support it, you can do that as well. Yeah, we did it for Walking the Room. And then with this one, I, I don't know. It, it felt like, yeah, just put, when we do a live one, just put it out. Let people know what the live ones are like. Right. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, look, it'll be interesting. Let me know how it all. Works yeah, I mean, so far it seems to be going nice, you know, and it's just nice that people are giving any amount of money, you know. Well, I mean, we pay for, I mean, I fucking pay a dollar ninety nine to download my episode of fucking forever that I hate watch. Yeah. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. When I hear like, uh, and I've done it actually in the past, I'm like on, on a couple of podcasts that were like saying, oh, we're trying to raise a bit of money on our donation page to get better microphones or whatever. And you're like, well, I like this podcast and yeah. I'd love if they had better microphones. Yeah. So yeah, I'll donate a bit of like yeah, totally. money to this like, or whatever. Yeah. I always feel a bit weird with this one to ask for money because, that, because I, here's the thing that I always think. I, I do fine and I can afford to pay for it myself. Right. 
And I do. And I have no problem with that, by the way. Yeah. But I do kind of like that idea of this. There's a part of me that would love the podcast to become its own thing because then I could really dedicate some time and sure. energy to it. Yeah. And I want to be able to do that without it being a thing that has to have that sort of here's but, our ad or here's our... Yeah, of course. Yeah, completely. No. Anyway... Uh, a conversation for another time, I'm sure. But uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, nice to have you back, Dave. And uh, thank do you, you want to do a sign-off for us? Uh, f- 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 over.